Hello and welcome to Calling All Detectives from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Calling All Detectives! You may think a man can't disappear into thin air or into the ground, but I once saw exactly that happen. That is the situation on this page from my casebook. The casebook of Jerry Browning, private detective. I, Jerry Browning, private detective, believe there's an explanation for everything, if you can find it. There were three of us in the front of my car. I was driving, my prisoner Richard Asbury sat in the middle, and Lieutenant Dawson was on the other side. For once, I didn't worry about red lights. I just made a beeline for police headquarters. (laughs) You've got me, gentlemen. But you know that no jail has ever been able to hold me. We've got you, and we'll hold you. Eight days later, Richard Asbury was in special sessions court being tried on charges of having defrauded an elderly couple, my clients, of $15,000 in a confidence game. It was a cinch to get ten years or longer with his record of previous arrests and escapes. But he didn't look worried. He was a man in his mid-fifties, quite gray and distinguished-looking, as are all con men. He had a close-cropped gray mustache, wore the clothes in which he'd been arrested, a dark blue suit. Because of his record of four jail escapes within the past 18 months, he was being heavily guarded. Dawson sat next to me as the testimony droned on. This Asbury's a phony. He's been a model prisoner. Never gave us a minute's trouble. I knew we'd never escape from our jail. Court is adjourned until 1.30 this afternoon. People started shuffling out of the courtroom. The prisoner got up, too, strolled toward his guards. But as he passed the open window... He dived out of it. That window was about ten feet above the ground. Below it was the walled yard of the county courthouse building. The wall was 18 feet high. But in the few stunned seconds that it took us to reach the window... Richard Asbury had disappeared completely. A con man who boasted no jail could hold him made good his boast when he dived out of a window and disappeared. It was only seconds later that we'd reached the window. Less than a minute later that we got to the walled-in courtyard. Man the wall! Shoot anybody who tries to climb over! I want every person in the courtyard, no matter who he is, searched and taken to the detention camp. What's your explanation of this? Poor Dawson stood before Police Commissioner McGillivray and fidgeted. Well, Commissioner... That's enough. Dawson, you retake that man, or as sure as my name is Clifford McGillivray, I'll have you walk on a beat looking for him. Yes, sir, Commissioner. And you, Browning, keep out from underfoot. Ooh-wee. He means it, Jerry. He sure does. Why now, Dawson? You come with me to the broadcast room. To all cars, Richard Asbury, escape from courthouse. Richard Asbury, 5'11", weight 185, age 52, gray hair and mustache, wearing dark blue suit. Report to Lieutenant Dawson. What happens now, Dawson? We talk to the people in the courtyard. Somebody must have seen Asbury jump. There 
were 14 people in the detention pen, two of them women. Five of the men were prison trustees privileged to work in the courtyard grounds. Four other men and the two women were visitors who had been upstairs to see prisoners awaiting trial or were sightseeing in the courthouse grounds. The other three men were young deliverymen, telephone linesmen, baker's assistant, and a laundry truck driver. Nobody, men or women, would admit having seen Asbury jump out of the window. Well, the courtroom was at the far end of the grounds, separated from the yard by shrubbery. I guess nobody could have seen Asbury jump unless he was looking directly at the window when it happened. Okay, you'll all be released. I plucked at Dawson's sleeve. Dawson, hold him a little while longer. Uh, I mean, uh, you'll be released after a while. What was the idea of that, Jerry? I'm in enough trouble as it is without holding innocent people. Just a hunch. And you can't be in worse trouble than you are already. Come on, let's go down to the courtyard. By then, it was late afternoon with long shadows cutting across the yard. Dawson, you've been going about this wrong, assuming that Asbury got out of here somehow. He couldn't do it, not without wings. Dawson looked at the towering walls. You mean he's still hiding someplace in the yard here? I shook my head. No, that's impossible after the way it was searched. There are plenty of places he could have hidden for a couple of minutes, but not any longer. But, Jerry, he couldn't just disappear into thin air. Disappear? Why not? If we assume he did disappear, then we have no problems. We don't have to look for him. Jerry, you're playing out of your mind. I don't think so. Come here. I left the gravel path, walked through the shrubbery under the courtroom window. Asbury jumped straight down here. Probably took initial shelter under one of these shrubs. Hey, look. This ground has been dug or clawed at. Maybe Asbury didn't disappear into thin air, but into the ground. Jerry, you need a long vacation. I clawed at the fresh turned earth at the base of a shrub. Now look at this, Dawson. I didn't think he could disappear very deep into the ground so fast. What I held in my hand was a dirty, matted ball of leather and discolored hair. What is it, Jerry? All that's left of Richard Asbury. Let's go back and talk again to those people you're holding. I had the five prison trustees removed from the group and the two women. That left us with four men who were visitors and the three young delivery men. We apologize for detaining you, gentlemen, but it now appears that Richard Asbury had a confederate in the yard, somebody who helped him escape. I regret to state that all of you are now under formal arrest, suspicion of aiding in a jailbreak, and that you will all remain under arrest until we check on your backgrounds, your employers, and so forth. They all look stunned. All that is, except the baker's assistant who tried to dart past me and didn't make it. He was a husky young man of about 30, brown-haired, clean-shaven. Okay, Asbury, relax until you think up some other stunt. Yeah? He was Richard Asbury, all right. A young man who wore a gray wig and mustache as part of the false front he turned to the world. He even wore what stage quick-change artists call breakaway clothes. Yank a string and the suit falls away. And below it are rough work clothes. I'd found his wig where he hid it. We located the suit the next day under another shrub. No wonder Asbury had staged so many successful jailbreaks. All he had to do was escape attention for a minute or two, and the gray-haired man disappeared into the ground while a young man in work clothes strolled past the guards. <laughs> He's uh, serving a ten-year sentence now, has completed four years, and so far he's still in jail. Like I said, sometimes the easiest way to explain the impossible is to admit that it was impossible and then go on from there. <laughs> 